Okay, maybe you're like me and somewhere along the way you heard that China was going to stop taking our trash or recycling or something and that seemed like it would be a problem. Now, again, if you're like me, maybe you didn't know what that meant or really didn't think twice about it. Amy Hemes is back again this week giving us a quick breakdown of how we got here and what we're going to do about it. Welcome to The Clean Fix, a podcast to help you make a natural shift towards cleaner living. From how to shop organic without breaking the bank to swapping toxic household products, we'll uncover simple hacks that produce a happier, healthier life. Okay, so I know things are a little bit different right now with China and their policies towards us, and I want to talk about that, but what was it like when you first started working in this space? Oh my God. Um, well, wave. I got into this late in life. I haven't been in it that long. I mean, I was, you know, in, at sales and marketing sales for, you know, for 20 years. And then I worked in the filming industry for five before I got the Bur- city of Burbank. So I've only been the city of Burbank, like January 5th, 2016 is when I started. So I've only been doing this work for about five years or so, but I'll, I'll say as I was coming into it, things were starting to change. Like I got into it at like the worst time <laughs> you could get into this. I should have done this 15 years ago. That's when, hey, recycle, you're saving the earth, kids. I right. mean, that's, that's all it was. It was right, really, right, right. it was easy, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, you had to like do, they had things like used motor oil was probably a bigger program than it is for me now. But, um, but it's, I mean, we were coming in right when China was starting to put the screws on us and, and rightly so they had every right to do it. I wish they would have done it 20 years ago instead of lying to us that they're taking anything um, because we would have been different, right? Things would have changed, but they kind of caught us off guard, but it had to happen. Um, How has that been an impact having that happen before COVID stop stuff? Oh my God. It, well, it's, and again, it's a weird thing because we've all adopted. I'll tell you the, the thing with, plastics and I'm focused mainly on plastics because that's the biggest thing from a recycling standpoint in volume weight wise it's not because plastic doesn't weigh much but from a volume standpoint it's pretty significant but think about when recycling first started okay so it started in like the late 80s or whatever but say it really got ramped up the state of California like 93 or so started getting there we built the facility at the end of 93 um so China was emerging as a new economy, right? They they had come, people were from coming out from grass huts into the cities. Manufacturing was moving there, the factories and things like that. They didn't have many resources, materials and things like that. And the manufacturers were there. So they were like, as they were becoming an emerging economy, they're like, we we're gobbling it all up. We want every industry. We don't know what industries are going to be the big ones. So we're we want them all. And so they took over recycling. And in California, we had a pretty robust recycling infrastructure. We had for glass, we had furnaces, we had paper mills. Um, you know, we had some plastic, but plastic wasn't that huge. I mean, there was plastic. I'm not going to say there wasn't, but it wasn't that big. Um, we had recycling infrastructure. We could be self-contained not only in California, but in the United States. China started saying, hey, we'll take it. And what happened was they didn't have these pesky things like environmental law (laughs) and and labor laws and things like that. So they could do this stuff super freaking cheap. And let me just tell you, paper mills and glass furnaces are really intensive. They're very polluting. And a lot of regulations, it's very expensive to run them in a state like California that holds them accountable. So 
what happened was, and, and then how do we get it to China? Well, at our port in Los Angeles or in, in, Long, in um, Long Beach, um, which is a big port for Asia goods, you know, all these containers come in with imports and they have to go back across the ocean back to Asia. And do we export that much stuff? No. So there's a lot of these shipping containers were going back across the ocean empty. So they could put our recycling on there and ship it for really, really, really cheap, right? Because the stuff was going back anyway. Wow. So you had like kind of like this convergence of all these things that were emerging at that time that made it just go take it. Shoot. China wants this crap. Take, let them have it. And so paper mills started closing and things like that. And so China just took, took it all over for us. And then in about the mid 2000s, plastics, which were really in their heyday, plastics actually had a value. China was like, we want it all, give it all to us. And that's why we weren't picky. That's why you'd see one through seven is accepted. Even though, again, I wasn't in the industry, then I would have pointed out, why the hell are we accepting six? Six isn't recyclable. But China was taking it, and we didn't have to sort it separately. We had a thing called mixed plastic, and we put it all together and shipped it across the ocean, and they bought it, and we made money, and woohoo! Isn't this an elegant, perfect solution? Well, what was happening in the mid-2000s? Plastic is made of what? Oil. So what was happening with oil in the mid-2000s? Gas prices fight. Oh, gosh, I remember that. We were yes. approaching like almost $5 a gallon mm. because a barrel of oil was trading at upwards of $145 and it's at its height, okay? When we invaded Iraq in 2003, I think, oil was trading at $26 a barrel. Oh, wow. Okay? So if you're a plastic manufacturer or you're a, a manufacturer that uses plastic, Oil is very attractive because it's cheap, right? That's why we had big-ass cars because oil was cheap. <clears throat> About two and a half years into the war, oil prices, and they started going up anyway, but then they just spiked. And for years, they were above $100. That's why you start hearing about like Keystone Pipeline and in, in, in the, the tar sands in Alberta, Canada. Those were not new re uh, resources of oil. They had been known about those things for a decade, for a century. But why all of a sudden was the big push on tar sands and getting the Keystone built and all that stuff? Because oil was trading at such a high price because tar sands is the most expensive of all the oil to extract, mm. right? It's very dirty. You've got to do a lot of processing with it. So when oil is trading at $26 a barrel, you're going to keep that tar sand oil where it is because it's too expensive. You're not going to make money. Oh, now it's at $100, you know. That's just kind of a little sidebar. But going back to the plastic thing, when oil is starting to trade at $100 a barrel and you are a manufacturer that needs plastic goods, now all of a sudden your recycled plastic stuff that you got to sort and go through and a lot more labor intensive now economically makes sense to take the recycled content stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because the oil is too expensive to buy the virgin stuff. So plastics in the mid 2000, all of a sudden China's like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Recyclers are like, yes, we're making hell of money. This is amazing. Recycle Burbank Recycle Center was a cash cow. All right, we made money. Amazing. Then 
oil prices went down. All of a sudden, manufacturers are like, why the hell do we want to buy your trash? We want the virgin stuff, right? Wow. And now, with the whole thing that's going on in the Middle East right now, oil's back down in the 20s. And going back to our original conversation when you were saying one thing you took away from our classes, you realized it's like if we can't sell it, it can't be recycled, right? We don't want it. Well, the whole thing is, is that uh, if oil is cheap, recycling is going to, plastic is going to be less attractive. But the other thing on the market demand piece is, but companies can still commit to recycled content, right? You can still make things out of recycled content. So we have to get that market piece set. And that is going to require government, unfortunately, because companies are going to do the cheaper thing. They're just going to. And because the public's not going to hold them accountable because they don't know enough to hold them accountable. So government's got to come in and say, no, 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 you got to have 20% recycled content mandates if you're going to have this kind of plastic, you know, whatever. They do that, that would change everything because that brings back a stabilized market price that we as recyclers can sell it for, right? Because China is out of the game for the most part. The other reason why China got out of it wasn't just the, the sorting of our trash, you know, the trash was like, because in some bales, Shay, it's like 30% contaminants oh, wow. that we, by the, we the, by the way, get reached, we get charged back for that. Right? right. So they were just like, why the heck now we, now we're holding you know, th- 30% of your trash and we got to find a way to do it. Oh, we'll put it in the river. <laughs> what yeah. harm could that cause? Right. <laughs> they they yeah. found out it does. So then they started once they had this thing called the China, the, the national sword, they started inspecting it at the port. Every bale that was coming in, they were tearing them apart and inspecting them and saying, nope, send it back. That's how this all first started. That was the first warning. It was like, we're going to start inspecting it. You, know, you, you have X amount of months to get your act together, but we don't want your, your trash anymore. And if you guys can't get your act together, we're done with you. And we're now going to start taking labor and looking at the, the bales that you guys are all sending us. And that's when they really started realizing you guys can't get your act together. Uh, we're not going to take it. But the real reason why they said no is because after doing recycling, remember I said in the beginning, in the, like the 90s, they were like, gimme, gimme, every industry. They want Silicon Valley type industries. They want the money, the cachet stuff. They don't want recycling. That's like a low-end, nasty business. Why the heck do they want to be? They don't want to be the world's recycler anymore. But at the time, they didn't have a lot of resources for manufacturing. Well, now they have a, me- a robust middle class. They're consumers like we are. They got all kinds. They got their own trash to deal with. Right. So why the hell did they? So in the 90s, they didn't have that much trash to deal with. And our, and our commodities markets were pretty good because we didn't, our, you know, we still had tin and we still had, you know, uh, you know pay, good paper and all that stuff. Now things are just mixed materials and crap. So our consumption materials got worse they were evolving and realizing recycling wasn't an area they really want anyway. And now they've got their own crap trash to deal with. So all of these things converted back. And by the time China said, nope, it was like a heroin pusher cutting us off. And we're having addiction and we have no way to stop this, the cravings and the things we've got, the, the tsunami of materials coming in. The consumers don't know anything, so we, it's hard to educate them to change things. The manufacturers have no real accountability, so they're not going to change things. And you've got the downstream me that's like, ah, what are we going to do with this stuff? 
Meanwhile, we lost our paper mills, our glass furnaces, we lost our infrastructure. So we put all our eggs in this Asia thing because it was solving our problems instead of right. going, wait a minute, that's dangerous. <laughs> what happens when they don't want it anymore? But we didn't think about that. They weren't thinking that. And so now we have to rebuild the infrastructure in this country and start dealing with their own stuff. And at the same time, realize that the commodity value is, whew, I mean, it's, tra I mean, even cardboard, which is one of the more plentiful, easy to recycle thing, the market, I mean, the price for cardboard has got, gone down like 85%. It's oh my gosh. insane. Oh, so wow. the recycle center, I mean, we're hemorrhaging money every month and we've have been for years and we have a revenue share with our vendor because, you know, the vendor's got to make money. So if we don't make more money than what it costs to process, city of Burbank has to make up the difference. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being quick. To I hope that made sense on how this all, how we got there, how we got oh, here. Oh, it does. Connecting these dots in, it makes it more real. It makes it, you know, something that you're really having yeah. to, to catch on and, and do something about. If we don't understand there's a problem, where's the urgency? Right. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. If you need some more resources, check out the show notes or visit thecleanfix.co for more information and more opportunities to find your fix. We'll see you real soon.